0: You think. Welcome to the IWork Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today we're talking with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. Find out lots more about them online at belairwealthmanagement.com. Tom. Oh, thank you. I forgot to do that for you. <laughs> uh, but here's the verse I picked up for it: you. sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there Will your heart be also. All right, we're talking with Luke and Dave today from Bel Air Wealth Management. Find them online at Bel Air Wealth Management. com. We're talking today about the psychology of investing for the long term versus the emotional roller coaster of the short term. So if you're watching every day the uh, up and down of the stock market, you go, oh, man, just, oh, this show is for you. But before we get into that, we want to really hear what's going on with their hearts. You know, Luke and Dave, by the way, the challenge is out there for you after the show tonight. Go out to iworkforhim.com. Don't do it for your mobile phone because it's apparently not one of those sites that you can watch on your phone right now. I'm getting it fixed. Um, What are they called? I always forget that word. Like, they modifiable whatever i don't know martha will tell it's me not ipod it's not ipod well, work on the no it's not ipodable or it may be ipadable <laughs> an ipod's really small the screen's really small but you know it is iphoneable but it really doesn't work that well anyway so go out to the i work for M Na- uh, or i work website and click on the i work for M nation flag and make that commitment to start praying for each other and randy and christine
1: and phil, phil. and that's it. <laughs> You're fighting that. That's it, man. I
0: have though. Okay, good. Yeah, that's good. I've signed the up. The guy in the corner office. You forgot his name. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, not Dave. What? The front corner office. Okay, Greg. Greg, Greg, Greg. Don't forget about Greg. Greg. He's probably listening to the show. He's oh, probably listening Greg. to the show today. Now
2: we were just saving him for last. Okay. It's a special. Right, the first position. will be last, and the last will be first. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
0: All right. So, uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's talk about really what's Christ doing in your life today, because really, you know, uh, Dave. Last time you were in here, your wife said you weren't near transparent enough. So let's get transparent,
2: because <laughs> we went no, out for that dinner. That wasn't quite her words, but it but, was. Well, you when know. we went
0: out to dinner. She was saying, "Well, you just didn't really, you weren't. I think transparent is what she said. Oh, she did say transparent.
2: She okay. said you weren't. You, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how's Christ making a difference in your life today? You're focused. We're on the air here.
1: How, how's Christ? He's thinking about Pam right now. Is she listening? What am I going to say? Uh, yeah, right, right.
2: I'm, I'm putting that through the filter here. Uh, but, you have a filter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I need to get one installed. Uh, yes. All right. So how's Christ making a difference in your life today? Seriously. Well, life would be very chaotic for me if it wasn't for Christ. It, it gives me my peace, my my assurance every day when I start. He uh, he makes my day so much, so much happier, so much calmer, especially with the market. You know, we're in the business, we're in the stocks and bonds business, and you know how volatile that's been the last six weeks or so. Of the last I sixteen mean, years since yeah. I got into the market. <laughs> no, actually, the last three or four years have been relatively calm, and then and then we get into this. And oh. I know some, you know, some advisors out there are pulling their hair out i'm not one of them i don't have any hair you got plenty of hair you got plenty
1: of hair luke how's christ making a difference in your life yeah he is uh, he's my rock uh he's the foundation upon which i try to i try to build my business i try to how do i try to live my life uh obviously falling short uh often but at the end of the day it's my rock it's my foundation he is my salvation um, all my day is built upon trying to please him and, and emulate him the best I can. I love that.
0: We got Luke and Dave. But they left behind Randy today for some reason from Bel Air Wealth Management. We like to thank these guys each and every day. They've been supporting the show. Luke's been supporting the show since day one. So thank you for being a longtime sponsor. We'd like to have you, if you're looking for Christ-following wealth advisors, somebody that's got an eternal perspective that actually understands today, but where you're looking to in the future, these are the guys you need to talk to. Find them online at
1: BelAirWealthManagement.com, BelAirWealthManagement.com. You're not doing it right. Oh, man. I don't know if the audience completely understands the dot-com.
2: It's been lost in the archives. It
1: it it got got lost in the
0: archives. When we did our first Bel Air Wealth Management, actually the first commercial with you guys at the other one, Dave did this really funny dot com thing. That's
1: funny. Oh, no, it was. It was funny. It
0: was remarkable. It was every time
1: every time I hear someone else say dot com, I almost, I hear Dave in the background, dot com, They're dot starting, com. To, they're yes, starting to
2: copy it. Exactly. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's,
1: we should have, we should have just trademarked it right then. All right. So
0: we've heard how Christ is working in your lives and it's, and it's awesome that both of you have vibrant marriages. You got great kids. You're having a lot of fun serving people each and every day. I want, you wanted to dump, jump into this conversation today on that psychology of the uh, <laughs> the psychology in of investing for the long term, and I've had zero caffeine today. Psychology of investing for the long term versus that emotional roller coaster of the short term. But I got to tell you, now, it, this is a tough conversation because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember studying back in the 80s. In high school, they talked about how the stock market, in any 10-year period, if you just would stay in for the long term, any 10-year period would produce a pretty... All going all the way back, produced 10% on average. And by the time we got in the stock market in '99, then you had the 2001 correction, the 2008 correction, the blah 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 blah. blah. Ten, you can't pick a 10-year period in the last 20 years that, yeah, well. that did that. But well, it well, yeah, probably did it over 10 years, but it was the up and down. Thing. Yeah, Just, yeah, right. the up and down thing really caused it. People die from this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, they really do. There are people that have heart attacks from their stock portfolios going up and down. What, yeah. Why? Well, Then they're putting their faith in the wrong thing. Exactly. That's exactly the conversation I want to have today. Because that psychology of investing for the short term isn't really biblical. Because now, I, I grabbed the verse out of James, James four thirteen through 14. This was, this was written to that rich guy that says, I'm comfortable now. Mm. And this was like the day before September 28th, 2008. I'm feeling really good. I've got all my investments in real estate and construction projects and I'm feeling and good leveraged. and highly leveraged, highly leveraged. Going but for my it. barns are full yeah. and he's James four, 13, 14 says, come now you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow Mm -hmm. you're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away that's that putting our faith in the right things dave that you're talking about
2: exactly and our our church did a series on war of the gods and that would be one of the gods people worship and when it gets to that point that's not right. I mean that's you know put God's God aurora. almighty first. Exactly.
0: Right. God almighty first. And that's that is so true but yet hard to do. It's it so is. it's easy to get caught up and there's a lot of people that that think they can manage their own portfolios but we're talking to two wealth advisors. Guys that really that, that you you have to have the long-term mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. in order to be where you're at.
1: Yeah, you you have to have the long-term look, and you have to have the the experience to to mitigate the the risks and the up and downs. And, you know, and there are there are average you know uh, sole investors that that do their own management. Some of them do well. Some of them you know come and, and take a look at the, the the mitigating risk things that we can put in play and and show them how to outperform and and take far less risk. You know, so.
0: So we're talking today with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. We're talking about that psychology of the investing for the long term versus the emotional roller coaster of investing for the short term. If you have a question for these guys, they can't give stock advice on air, and of course, because past performance is never indicative of future results, they're not gonna do that kind of thing. We're talking about psychology and why you should choose these guys to be your your wealth advisors. All right, so this psychology. Dick, explain to me that short-term investor mentality, that emotional roller coaster, Luke.
1: A short-term, the mentality of a short-term investor is someone that uh, a good example would be like uh, someone looking to flip real estate. Um, there's the same things with stocks. You know, as you're monitoring stocks, you're thinking you've got a you've got a good hint. From somebody, or you have, uh, you know, some sort of intuition that the stock is just gonna, you know, take off. Maybe there's a merger coming. Maybe there's a new product coming that you've been watching, or or maybe you've got inside information. Oh, that's illegal too, by the way. Well, something you've got some some information that you just feel like it's gonna just work, and you know, and and so you take that risk on that maybe that particular stock. So the short-term side of it is, hey, you know, what is this gonna do for me tomorrow? The long term says, "Hey, no one knows what tomorrow brings." Period. Nobody does. You don't control. We talked about it in at, at church. Control is a, the ultimate illusion. You think you control, but you really don't. You know, the only thing you control is your time and what you do with it, and, and even that can be controlled by illusion.
0: And we so, only have so much time in a day. You're right. You know what I love is that the scriptures are so specific about this. Good plan from Proverbs twenty-one five, and this is the New Living Translation. It's my new favorite. Good planning and hard... That's because it uses simple words, and I'm a simple guy. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. But hasty speculation or hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Yeah. I mean, how many people...
2: So often true, yes.
0: How many people buy a lottery ticket think Oh, that's how I'm going to get rich. Yeah, yeah right. Maybe. But if they'd have taken that dollar a day for the last 40
1: years and invested it, yeah. they'd yeah. actually yeah.
0: have the lottery.
1: Right. <laughs> Well, you know, when you look at King Solomon and you go back and look at King Solomon, he was what? He was one of the richest, wisest. Probably. In history. Yep, absolutely. Worth trillions of dollars. Trillions of dollars. Billions, billions for sure. In today's dollars, right? Today's dollars, right. And if you look to see what he wrote in Ecclesiastes 11.2, he said, divide your portion to seven or eight, Uh, you know, because you don't know what your misfortune may occur on earth. This is the ultimate uh, risk managed asset asset allocation. Asset allocation. That's that's exactly what he's talking about. And in Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen, he's talking about fear God and keep His commandments. You know, is what you're investing in even pleasing to God? Short term investing is not pleasing to God because it's hasty speculation. Right, and you're you know, let's let's back up a minute. Depending on your net worth. Could depend on whether you have some short-term uh, investment uh, a philosophy in your portfolio. You have you you might have the ability to do some things, but we're talking just the average investor. A like lot of average investors, like you and me, like me like not me, Dave, exactly. but you and me. Well, Dave, Dave's different category. It's, that's a whole yeah, subject right, for another right. show. So maybe that's on our <laughs> October twenty-third show. All right. We'll just talk about Dave's net worth.
2: Yeah, it's going <laughs> <show. Where's Pam? laughs> to be a short show. Where's Pam? It's going to be a short show.
1: So you know King Solomon he said diversify and he said invest in good things this is the richest and wisest of them all in history
0: when Solomon was king gold was so plentiful they didn't even count the silver was so plentiful it was as much as the sand and the seashore they yeah. didn't count the silver it was so insignificant there was so much gold
1: yeah
0: I and mean, that's an amazing amazing yeah. thing but you know we're not talking about that word because most of us don't have that much gold or even any except for maybe wrapped around our you know, ring finger. Hmm. Yeah, Dave. Is yours gold, Luke. No, you're it's, one of the new generations, probably platinum or something. It's yeah, white, yeah, white gold. White gold. White gold. White gold, gold, I'm white sure. gold. I got to yeah.
1: get it repainted every now and then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I understand. I've just found that out that white gold is just really painted on. <laughs> yeah, huh?
2: yeah. What Because so gold when the is... finger turns green. It's time to repaint. It's time.
0: Or whenever <laughs> Dana tells me. All right. So some Christians, you know, get a little uneasy when they think about long-term financial planning because of that verse that I quoted from James they think well long term w- well we you know we don't we're not guaranteed tomorrow why should i plan for the long term yet there's a lot of scriptures that talk to us about planning for the long term we're not supposed
1: to just plan bury our heads in the sand today yeah. well his audience who he was talking to you know it wasn't it wasn't an average you know person right i mean this we're we're talking you know when you're looking for the long term this is what we should be doing you know we're not talking to someone today who has maybe plentiful and uh, is, that's not necessarily a concern with them. That, I don't think that was the audience um, of that scripture.
0: Well, no, James was a brother of Jesus, and, and he was just trying to get people to focus on the right get things. Get the point across. He's trying exactly. to focus on the right things and to recognize the fact that we don't know our future, so we should be planning accordingly. You know, it, it, Psalm 119, 105 talks about the, uh, God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path, but it's not like a million candle candle watt Flashlight. We only know usually just enough to take the next step, and a lot of people make a lot of plans, like I'm going to go do this when I'm 50, and this when I'm 55, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be president when I'm 70. And
2: who, well, again, wha- he he wants you to put put your faith in him, not in your possessions. Yeah. So as long as you are doing that, the rest of it's up to us. Yeah. But but our ultimate faith, our eternal plan, has to be through him.
0: I, I would agree. We're talking about the psychology of investing, and really the. We're talking to Christ followers today because it's so easy to get caught up in the behaviors of this world, to get so caught up in, in what people, the customs of this world. As we look at our investing, a lot of people think, well, I just got to, I got to hoard. I got to hoard everything. And Dave, when we we're talking off the, off the air. The difference between investing and hoarding for a Christ follower, what's the difference there?
2: Well, I think it comes down to God knows our hearts. Now, hoarding, saving, would you say they're the same thing? No. Would you say they're
0: the same thing, Luke? When you think of somebody saving versus somebody hoarding, isn't there a difference? Hoarding
1: is like, uh, it's all to my own. If you've ever seen the show Hoarders, and it's hard for them to give away a piece of newspaper that, that was inside the refrigerator that hadn't been turned on for five years underneath the, the, the cold or you know, bacteria-infested pizza. That's hoarding. So <laughs> no. so well, someone investing saying, and, for Christ and, and, would be someone that says, hey, I, I've been so richly blessed. I've invested. I'm going to invest in others and in, in other things and, you know, in radio ministries. And uh, that was well, your question. Well, we need more is, people investing in radio ministries.
2: Yeah, right. God, God knows our hearts. And, and nothing wrong with saving. Uh, I guess it depends on your definition of hoarding, if that's different than saving.
0: I typically think of hoarding as you're saving stuff you don't need. Oh.
2: Well, then you can't—you're always going to need money, so there you can't. But,
0: but, I mean, there's a difference. If you've got the ability to save way more than you need, that's—God often gives— there are certain people that you guys have met him because you guys are dealing with wealth— you're doing wealth advising for people who have plenty. Um, There are often people who have been given much so that they can pass it on to others. I mean, there are some people that are just given the ability to be rich so they can be generous. Mm -hmm. So they don't hoard it all for themselves. That hoarding, I think it's it's all self centered. Where there's investing, which that's saving for your family, because we've got a responsibility to uh, to take care of our families. But we don't have a responsibility. I mean, if God blesses us, we're supposed to. Sometimes. We're supposed to pass on at least you 10%. You convicted,
1: right? I mean, there's a, there's a conviction that goes. There's not a condemnation, right? But, the, you know, God does give to each of us some sort of conviction on whether they do hear something or whether they are approached by somebody or whether they, they feel like, you know what, man, I've been richly blessed. This kind of, you know, came out of the blue and I have an opportunity to maybe bless someone else. You know, that's a conviction
2: from the Holy Spirit. So you're saying a hoarder cannot let that go?
1: Well, the hoarder shouldn't ignore
0: the Holy Spirit. How many people have you met that have plenty of money, and you ask them to make a donation, they're like, "Yeah, I can't afford to do that." That's a hoarder.
1: Yeah, I don't ask for a lot of donations, but <laughs> I, I, can, you know, you probably. Oh, but know. you okay? How many times have you sat down for lunch
0: with somebody who maybe was more well off than you, and and they didn't offer to buy lunch?
1: Yeah, I usually don't get a chance. I'll sneak it in, but I get what you're saying. I get. We go to lunch yeah, with right, me, right, right, right. but I get what you're it's saying. A, it's
0: an attitude. Addi- it's an attitude or or an action, and that's the concern. Right? Is it when you have this psychology of short-term investing? I think that really is more a proponent of hoarding as opposed to a psychology of long-term investing. Understand that the Lord is very patient. I mean, we live in a microwave world, but we serve a crock pot God.
2: That
0: was good. Okay. I'm
2: not sure what it means, but go ahead. Let me talk slower for you. (laughs)
0: Wait a minute. You knew what? about crock pots before we did. Oh no, that was just called a roaster when you were a kid. You know, that that truly some things just take time. I mean, if you cook a steak in the microwave, yeah, it will cook. Oh boy. But it won't be good. It's ruined. But you can cook a steak on a grill just mm. slow grilled. Mm. Certainly a ribeye <laughs> over a nice flame. There's a difference. God God wants to refine our hearts and our minds and it takes time. I mean yeah. you know, they were there were um Paul is writing who is it that wrote the yeah it was Paul's writing to the Thessalonians saying um the the church in Thessalonica about hey you know i know you're getting prepared for Christ to come but you're you're like not living i mean we don't know how long we're going to be here you yeah. know you got to we got to get out of that mentality and it's been 2000 years thank god we've had 2000 years since Christ in order to actually have a chance to get the message of Jesus out to everybody
1: mm-hmm.
0: so in investing how do you do that all right so How often do you see people get rich quick?
2: Where's the crickets? (laughs) Cheep, cheep. <laughs> yeah, where, where right. the, uh... what's your definition of quick what, uh, what like, are you talking like a year or overnight. two or, or overnight, overnight? I mean, you No, know, uh, the lottery yeah. winners i mean how many people uh, except inheritance maybe once in a while something yeah, but that's like that. not overnight
1: They had to wait a lifetime for that professional athletes graduating college you okay know, so grad- very, very very rarely very few, yeah, very yeah. Few. Yeah, for, few. for the common person
2: that does not happen
0: all right so for the rest of us then we need to adopt the thi- the psychology the <laughs> psychology wow <laughs> it's just tough today the psychology of long-term investing yes yeah. so describe that attitude that we should have cuz I really believe it's a biblical attitude.
2: What do you Well, and almost by definition investing is long term. You can have the you can have day traders and stuff, but they're not investors, they're traders. So, by definition, investing means something happens in the future.
1: I, yeah, I would say uh right, you have a you have a forecaster and then you have a weatherman. Right. The weatherman is telling you the here and now. That's kind of like the day trader. Well, they think they know. Well, the the weatherman is. They're reporting the weather today. A forecaster is the one that's looking out and forecasting. That's really what an advisor comes alongside of you and does. If you want to be a weatherman telling us what's going on, that it's raining outside today. Okay, then, you know, stick the day trading and, and give it your best shot. Chances are, you know, you're going to be right some of the time. But you're going to be wrong, usually far more of the time, as opposed to being this forecaster who is, uh, you know, they, they they have this large spread, but they're kind of giving you direction on what could be coming, and then t- telling you to prepare. Hey, hurricane season's coming. Is your hurricane first aid kit together? You know, and that's the same thing with an advisor. Says, hey, we haven't had a we haven't had a market correction in a while. Just be ready. Here's indicators. This is what we're seeing. You know, we're forecasters. So really, you're
0: saying long-term investing is more like trusting the forecast of the farmer's farmer's almanac because
2: for hundreds we well, no, do that yeah. sounds like a minnesota thing we grew up in
0: michigan just you know Rain don't be fall. ripping into minnesota <laughs> today but but yaw, i will. yeah for sure you betcha <laughs> but I, I gotta tell you people that the farmers all is often correct and they predict overall trends in seasons and temperatures months ahead of time so did al gore
1: Al Gore <laughs> What? No, that's the <laughs> <laughs> first one. Wait a minute, no, no.
0: Al Gore said it was global warming. warming now it's yes. just climate change because they didn't they weren't right on the global warming thing because some places got colder and some that's places got hotter. But, okay. So so that's why they just call it climate change. Because okay. anything can fit into climate change. Because today the climate change in Tampa was Plus rainy today. All right, so we're not talking about politics, so we don't go to politics. So, how do you guys promote long-term investing at Bel Air Wealth Management? Long-term, long-term. No, but how do you goal, prom- how do you promote that you, though? You got to I set mean, your goals you, first. Okay. So you, know, you
2: you you go set your long-term goals first, and then you go shorter, shorter, shorter. Where do I want to be in in ten years? Well, then how am I going to get there? How where am I going to be in five years? So you got to have a plan that incorporates the longer term in it and and you'll never get there without, you know, Ben Franklin talked about the magic of compounding, and that's so true, and, and that's part of investing. Well, talk is.
0: about what he said, because not everybody is familiar with Ben Franklin. We weren't
1: alive when he was there, but you <laughs> oh, were. Oh, no. Oh. No, come on. <laughs> let, me, you know, I mean, yeah. let me break in real quick. I, I would say, because our philosophy is to profit, this is long-term investing, we try right. to profit in bull markets. Bull markets are where the market's going up, just put, you know, in simple terms. And we protect in bear markets, bear markets when it's going down. And that's long-term thinking. You've got to have a plan in place for short-term, just in case you do need something short-term. And then you have your long-term as your overall plan. You know, what do you need? How much income do you need in retirement? How much do you have today? And then what's that look like? What kind of rate of return do you need now? How
2: are you going to get there?
0: Amen. Well, so talk about what Ben Franklin said, because his, his magic of compounding, really seriously, the simplicity of it, I mean, it's still taught today. I mean, it was a fantastic
2: line. Well, it wasn't a line. Okay, we, don't, was a, we don't call it a line. Okay, a philosophy. <laughs> but it, but, well, it, it's in its—it's it's just a law of of uh, law of compounding. It just—I <laughs> believe you just repeated like, yourself. Well, I don't know what Ben Franklin the, said. The point—the point, the
0: point the, was, if you if you had a penny and you added to it tomorrow, oh, now yeah. you got two pennies, and then the next day you add. Two pennies, and the next day and after 30 add, days, you keep doubling it, yes. and you double it. And after 30 days, you had like a billion dollars. Exactly, I don't know, something like exactly. it was some, you know, area 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. He's 15, doing it on 16, a calculator for 18, those 18, us. 19, 20, 20. If you do, oh, I pressed,
1: we'll oh, oh, do, do it on a break. It was over. like at
0: 20, I had over a million dollars. If we just kept doubling every day, so. Really, that's that's the philosophy is just keep putting the money in there and, and be you consistent. It, and
2: set it aside and don't take it out because your plan is to add to it during those accumulation years.
0: All right, so let me just ask this question, guys. We're talking with Luke and Dave. When you guys are sitting there helping, you're explaining to people, hey, this is how we do business. This is why people should do business with you. What are the things that you tell them and how does your faith fit into that picture?
1: Well, he, well, you understand it. your first question of the day is how is Christ making an impact in my life and in Dave's life? And, you know, every morning when, when I'm waking up and before my feet hit the floor, I'm in prayer and every morning, I mean, I can't remember a morning where I didn't.
2: Is Some I'm of pr- us I, just pray I, to wake up.
1: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I am literally praying for opportunities to be the light of christ and not just um you know being kind to someone but it's it's at my my business and my work you know i'm accountable to god above more than i'm accountable here on earth um and that accountability kind of i think sets the president on how to take care of somebody's you know assets their investments their portfolio their well-being their estate their family their generations so you know how is it impacting my life um you know, our planning at Bel Air Wealth is we uh, as far as the long term goes, we use models. You know, you should be. I mean, an agile an investor probably doesn't have models unless they've just developed some system on their own. But we have models and we stick to them. You know, the models, some of them are rotating monthly. Some of them are rotating quarterly. But they're models that we look at and they're over a long term. And that's the investment side that that we're trying to to, sh- to share with with potential clients and our clients on how to stick to something long term. It's having a plan and sticking to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, Dave, when you, you I mean you're the you're the model developer. I mean, you you really came up with this model. Obviously, God helped you with this model. How do you encourage people in a long term? What, what kind of attitude do people need to have when they consider long term investing versus hey I, I, I'm 65. I need to retire next year. I need a short term fix. That's not your good client. Mm. So you're talking to somebody like me, a young guy like me or Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Terms loosely. (laughs) Okay. A young guy like Luke who's got a few years to retirement. Uh, listen, just for the record, Dave can kick my butt on the racquetball court. It's, it's
1: important <laughs> to know. You knew that was coming, so you threw it out uh, there. I just threw it out there. Just, right, just, right. In,
0: in all fairness, Dave is fast on his feet. <laughs> all right, so how do you, what, what, what do you recognize about the attitude or how do you encourage the right attitude when you're looking at long-term investments?
2: Again, it comes back to what they're putting their faith in. If they're not putting their faith in their money, they're going to be fine. You know, if they're if they're counting on their money for next year and they get all excited because the market's down a little bit, they're not putting their faith in the Lord. The Lord's going to provide.
0: So that psychology, though, and the emotional mindset of a, of a of a person that's invested for the long term, they're not looking at every day at their stock portfolio. I mean, that that's a bad idea. That's a day. It can be person. a
2: dangerous. It can be a dangerous habit. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's fine. Do you want your but clients that looking shows, at their portfolio every day? It kind of shows where their heart is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. I would just chime in. I mean, you know, in Proverbs fifteen twenty two it says, "Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, <coughs> many financial advisors, no um, <laughs> wealth at, advisors, I mean, wealth advisors at Bel Air Wealth at Bel Air man. Wealth Management, they succeed." <laughs> no, you know, we're really big, and Randy, if he was here, he would really hit on this: is that we like to teach. And educate. So when there is a, a, a quick little correction, you know, people can call us, and we're gonna we're not gonna go ten thousand layers deep, but we can say, this is really why. But this is what your model, or your portfolio did, compared with what the market's done. Our model is geared towards mitigating that some of the risk out of the market with diversification and so forth. But the idea is to educate the client so they can understand. You know, you don't have to be a financial advisor. Really treating them with respect. Respect, and then that way when, when they see the market is correcting 2%, um, but they're going to know based upon their allocation that we've already gone over and educated them, they might be down 06 60 basis points versus 200 basis points so they can understand and they're not going to have to call all the time
2: and so, i would you know you're talking about the older clients versus younger generation most of my older clients understand this by now they they do not my phone does not ring that's off that's a the good hook point
1: those, yeah uh, experience it, helps. yeah i yeah.
2: would say the younger clients are probably a little more concerned uh you know, they they weren't in the market heavily at a time like this when the market's taking a downturn a little bit so they—they they, well, your younger they need clients also education. aren't going to get
0: Social Security for thirty years, mm. full yeah. Social Security. I mean, Luke, thank you very much for paying for Dave's Social Security.
2: I well, mean, I, well, I paid my own Social Security uh. for forty <laughs> some years. <laughs> this is not entitlement. No, no, Social Security is not an entitlement. It's not an entitlement. But He's it's not it's, paying. It, I,
0: it wasn't invested properly though either. If they had invested all the Social Security money, just oh, think of where man, our country yeah, would be today. It exactly.
2: would be unbelievable. Or if they just didn't use the money that was supposed to be invested.
0: Yeah. Well, there's mm-hmm. some of that, too. All right. So what, let's talk again. Uh, let's, let's go into some details of helping people take the right steps to being long-term investors. I, I found a great article on Crosswalk.com, which is a great one uh, website for gaining just gaining some knowledge about lots of different things it's it's a christ centered uh, page and it talked about you know six steps to creating a long-term investing plan and i'm sure you guys already do this but i thought we could understand this is probably the steps you go through but i I wrote it down because i thought it'd be great questions to ask you understanding the big picture like first step understand big picture how do you help people understand big picture
2: you're talking to somebody who's 40. What do you do with them? Are you talking big? They're big picture. they so, big picture. So you got to find out what, what they are saving for. Retirement? Are they saving for college, for their kids? You know, so first got to figure out what their big picture is and sit down with them and, and help them define that.
0: All right, so they have a lot to understand their big
2: picture. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't have those defined and don't have their goals down.
0: Yeah, most people won't sit down and t- you know sit still and actually do a plan. I mean, it's like, where do I want to go? I mean, most of them are still living paycheck to paycheck and have money on credit cards, and th- they don't have a plan, right, which is right. really brings up the next step. Okay, so if the, you've got to talk to them about what their long-term plan is, which is really what the Lord has asked us to do when you look at what the plan that Christ laid out. He took 11 guys. Well, he took 12 guys. He ended up with 11 guys. And those 11 guys that he invested in, he invested in them for the long term because over 2,000 years, those 11 guys changed the world. I mean, the world we live in was changed because of that long-term philosophy. He knew that it would take years to spread out of well it's like what missionaries do sometimes missionaries go into a place where there's no language, no written language like Wycliffe will do this, New Tribes Missions will do this, they go into a place with no written language and they develop a written language and then they start writing the scriptures and they know when they go into an area it could take now it's less time, it used to take 20 to 30 years Mm -hmm. now it takes
2: 5 to 10 because of technology and talk about long term perspective they have no idea what what the long-term results of them being there right they may often, not live as long they may they not, not live exactly. long
0: enough to see that yeah. and so that's really the kind of long-term investment we're talking about here you're you're making a plan but none of us can predict the future because you guys probably have clients that started at 30 saving up money and they didn't see 65 they never made it you ever, mm-hmm. did you have a client have you ever had a client die before they uh, ever really hit retirement yeah sure I mean, that's that's Unfor-
2: tough unfortunately yes sure yeah.
0: well, i don't know i'm ready to go if i go before 65 i'm ready to go don't you make sure you
2: party well their family yeah it's it's just tough on their oh, family oh i know it is it's, well it's, uh... i
0: i yeah i'm sure it's tough on the family but i'll be glad to be gone <laughs> all right so budgeting <laughs> no not because i want to get rid of my family i'm just like when i get to heaven i'm not gonna be looking back i'm sure you got okay i've lost you guys on this one okay I'm going to get in total big trouble <laughs> for that one later. Exactly. Right, so, that's why I stopped. That's why you just stopped. Go okay. ahead. Dana's you, listening. Okay, so on. budgeting. Budgeting is another one. Why do you do you guys find that most of your clients that understand the, the long-term investing, they're
1: budgeters? Yes. Long-term. Right. Absolutely. They understand budgeting. Yeah. Long-term. The, you know, the ones that have been doing it. And while Dave's looking at me like, I don't know. I don't
2: know. <laughs> some do and some don't. I got to be honest. I, I don't know how you succeed without a budget, though. Well, it depends what God's given you. I mean, uh, God blesses some people so much that they don't need a budget. But the most of us have to budget and plan. Because a lot of people spend without a plan.
1: Yes.
0: And that's not a healthy thing to do. Spending without a plan.
1: Fail the plan, plan to fail. Right. That's and right.
0: Fail to plan, plan to fail. Plan, nope. fail, fail to plan, to plan, plan which to fail. means you plan to fail. Amen. All right. So know what your future needs are. We talked about that. Understand the big picture. That's that long term picture and your future needs. You know, most of us are going to need long term care because mm-hmm. mo- I mean, right now, if we all get to live as long as people are living now, they're going to live between eighty and hundred years. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh, so they need to live. Lo- they're going to live longer. So long-term care is part of that plan. Saving up money is part of the plan. Social security be part of that plan. Part of it, uh, but you have to understand what those big future needs are, and it's going to be health care because yeah. we all start to break when we get older.
2: Yeah, we most, do. Most people do.
0: You're like the six million dollar man. <laughs> no, no, I got <laughs> no. He, he was rebuilt. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah.
2: good. I've, I've got no rebuilding yet. That's good. That's good.
0: I've been blessed. All right, the allocation thing though—you've yeah. talked about that before already, Luke. That that you read the scripture uh, from uh, um, Ecclesiastes uh, that said, "Hey, we got to you know divide your portion, portions, to seven or eight. All right. All right, yeah. which was Solomon's diversification of his portfolio. He had Solomon had real estate investments. He had property oh, investments. He cattle, had, he commodities. had Cattle. He had yeah. commodity investments. We had commodity in livestock, commodity yeah. in uh, silver and gold. He had all kinds of commodity, uh, uh, crop commodities. Kind he of had it. his harem. He had yes, he had.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the same people, thing here. So slaves and other stocks and bonds and cash and Advisors. CDs, ed, insurance, he real by estate. Himself. Yeah, get him, get him, Jim. Well, I'm just trying to
0: get Dave to talk in a microphone. It's just <laughs>
2: yeah. okay. Right.
0: But yes, but he, but he, he really, he looked at a big picture. So, right. how do you guys help people diversify their portfolios? Because you guys aren't buying real estate for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the things when you're when you're in your initial meeting, it's information gathering. You know, we're interviewing you. You're interviewing us. We're gathering information, and then that's what we're looking at. So, you know, short-term investors, short-term, not, not because you're trying to get rich quick. Short-term, meaning you're a year, two years, three years away, five years or less away from retirement. is going to have a different strategy than someone like me with 45 years to retirement. I'm not, no, I'm not <laughs> that young. <laughs> so anyway, you know, the difference is, is how long, what's your investment time horizon? That's what we call it in the industry is your time horizon. How much more time are you going to have to put into your investment? Investment portfolio to, to help it grow so when you get to retirement you're not hoping Social Security is going to work for you you've kind of put it into your own hands so to speak
2: and investment you know? portfolios we do try to allocate allocate to different uh, non-correlated assets and I can't That's get too, point. Yeah. too yep. detailed here but besides the common stocks and bonds you get into REITs and MLPs and uh, just a, a lot of different assets at any given year, one is going to outperform the other, right?
0: So I mean, and that's and that's really key right. is having somebody watching your back and helping teach you that long term plan. Because we all, as Christ followers, part of that plan is, hey, what's the long term picture? You know, when I set up my my financial plan, it is because I want to make sure that I've got enough money to do ministry till the day I die, and I want to give away money, and I don't want to give it all to my kids when I get older because <laughs> I don't want to screw up their lives. <laughs> Just in case you're listening. We have a product for that. That, That's good. We got products for that. Yeah, incentive. That's right. right. All right. We've been talking about the psychology of investing and really gaining a biblical perspective on how we approach our portfolio. And you're like, really, Jim? Absolutely. Because you and me, we all need to be investing because we need to save. God gives us our portion and we need to be saving up some of it for the future because there's no guarantee for tomorrow. But we need to make sure that we're saving it. God doesn't just give it all to you so He can waste it. In fact, Dave, you said when we we're on break that it, that there's a lot of people that that just don't want to get started. They, they got this mentality. Well, they don't 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 not start. We need to get people started.
2: It's not because they necessarily don't want, but I think what what you said is true. It's priorities. You always have excuses all through your life, all through your career. You have reasons why you can't invest now. Um, When's the
0: best time to start investing? Yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean,
0: it's never too early to start, is it?
1: No, it's not, because, you know, know, if you have kids and you want to start teaching them, you know, we're starting to teach our daughter. We got her her own debit card, and she's... Working, we don't, you know, we don't give her cash. Once at the end of the month, she does her chores. There, there's, there's a, there's a point associated with each thing she does, and at the end of the month, the points are totaled. She gets her check, and we're teaching her how, you know, you save for something versus you go out and we pay for it and you pay us back, right? And we, we've all fall, fallen guilty of that as Absolutely, parents. Absolutely, yeah. we So, so you could do the little things early, but my point was, it, it, you know, she's not old enough to start making investment decisions, but we're, you know, you can definitely plant those seeds and start investing on her behalf. So they can And start. we show you how to do that. And
0: we can start today. Yeah. I and mean, that's really Siege a good point. Seeds is a getting good started. word
2: for it because seeds grow. Yeah. If, if they're and watered ice. properly. Exactly. Seeds grow. I like that. And that's,
0: that's really, that's the job it. of the parent, is to water that and to get a good, if they've got a good wealth advisor, then they can start training up their kids. And really, that's what Crown Financial Ministry is about. That's what Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial Peace University about, is getting started, getting your priorities set and straight. Listen, great conversation today on the psychology of the long-term investing versus the emotional rollercoaster of the short-term. Thanks to Luke and Dave, and Dave and Luke from Bel Air Wealth Management. Good conversation, guys. Thank, Thank you, sir. Jim. Thank you, Jim. Thanks to our show sponsors, The Most Brothers, found online at mostins.com Bel Air Wealth Management found online at belairwealthmanagement.com and Crown College find them online at crown.edu forward slash radio and when you get home today go out to iWorkForHim.com and click on the iWorkForHim Nation join today You know, we learned today that our faith, really, that our scriptures have a lot to do with talking to us about how we should approach investing. And really, our faith is reflected in how we treat the things that God has given us, whether we're a hoarder, whether we're a saver, whether we're an investor, whether we're a generous and a giver. And all of those things impact those around us. And so just keep in mind that how we operate with the things that God has given us really reflects our character. And it also impacts those around us, whether it's our children or our parents. But we do all need to be saving, we do all need to be preparing, but there's also that balance with generosity, giving, and of course we get to spend, because I think God really wants us to enjoy the life that we've been given. But take a look back. If you're not working with a wealth advisor that's got an internal perspective, you need to work with these two guys, Luke and Dave from BelairWealthManagement.com. Just keep in mind, there's an epic battle for the souls of the coworkers and employees you work with each and every day. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.